What's the story, our lad? What's the story, our? What's the story, our lad? What's the story, our? Our! All right, our lad. Brand our lad. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to What's the Story Hour. Coming to you live from Ray's car, the front seat of Ray's car. Thank God, not the back seat. Not the back seat. Oh, back seat. don't get me in there, Razor. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'll tell you. I've built a seat now, there. Now. there. Um, but, but, uh, <laughs> uh, double, double book tonight, lads. So the first half hour is coming to you. Live and exclusive from the front of a Toyota Yaris. Ah, yeah. On, on the tour Street. continues. That's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, this week, Frank. Well, right. Who has been bald in the break? I've seen the, the car's been busy again. The car's been busy again. There hasn't been much going on now. I'll go over your way first um, to Shane 34 from Rush, um, who was caught driving erratically in Lusk, right? Oh. Um, so he was brought to Balbriggan Garda Station where he was blood tested and it turned out that he'd a heap of, he'd a heap of weed in the system, right? Okay. Um, so basically he said he smokes the weed to help with his Crohn's disease, right? Right. So a quick Google today, have a little look. So there's no scientific evidence that weed helps Crohn's disease in any shape or form. Because it doesn't have an any anti-inflammatory um, right. I get what you properties. Say. Yeah, so it's no good for it. But anyway, <laughs> right. Anyway, but um, basically, because he was drug driving as opposed to drunk driving, um, he got a one-year ban from driving and a three hundred euro fine. And um, he said he found it hard to get his medication right for the Crohn's disease. So that's why he was smoking it. But since he got caught driving on the weed, um. Yeah, his medication is fine now, so... Oh, yeah, okay, well, Nidgy. Good, good for him. Um, moving now, uh, local now, uh, Pelumi, uh, 22, from my Lara. <laughs> um, this was just, uh, I was like... Sorry? Pelumi. <laughs> Apologies. Anyway, so he was he was found with 70 euros worth of cocaine, right? Uh, we were making a whole big song and dance over this whole thing. So five previous convictions... For possession of drugs, right? Um, so this 70 euros worth of coke, so he was going through a bit of a rough time. I mean, cocaine wouldn't be the drug I'd be taking if it was a rough time I was having. No, you'd be trying to get to speed, would you? But, um, so since, since he got caught anyway, this 70 euro worth of coke, um, he's enlisted the help of the Belfast Health and Social Care Trust to help him deal with his drug problems. Hang on, where does he live, Ray? My Lara. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Um, but this this new judge now. Um, oh, George Castlow. Yeah, uh, well, there's another one now. Uh, oh, Brennan. Oh. But, um, yeah, he let him off. Scott Free said 100 euro to the poor box in the court. And call it quits. That's for the judge's yeah. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the judge's poor box, yeah. would you say? That's it. And I'll finish it off now this week with uh, another local, uh, Samir. Um, so basically, Samir was caught um, driving a car, no insurance, right? Radio. Uh, so what happened was it was his ma's car that he foolishly drove over to McDonald's in Balbriggan and he got caught anyway. So I mean, number one, right? The ma obviously had no insurance either, but... Okay. That's neither here nor there. So he's three previous convictions, and one of them was for driving with no insurance. 
and he already got a two-year disqualification mm-hmm. for this. Um, so he said the judge basically had left with no other option because the second, second the second defence, yeah. second strike. So four-year ban from driving and a two hundred and fifty euro fine. Four-year ban. Four-year ban. There you you know, go. That's I a, mean, it's look, a big one. It's a big one, but I mean, look, chances are he's probably driving around the town now anyway. Over from, Macdo- yeah. from McDonald's for his nuggets or whatever he's at. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. There you go. Um, but yeah, this is it. That's the crime report this week, Frank. So we move around to your favourite part of the week. Oh, yes, Ray. It's time for Random Pony. Well, it's just a bit of Random Pony, yeah. And we're back with this week's Random Pony. Well, there's only one place to start, really, Ray. The surprise on, on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I seen uh, I seen a message from you. You need to ring me ASAP. I said, oh, we must be getting a celebrity on the podcast or something. <laughs> I ring him. He goes, have you been on Facebook? For... No. <laughs> but it was in my sprites on Facebook. Because how the fuck is it on I said, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. I know. Fucking <laughs> Hector, lads, yeah? Good man, Hector. I was trying to... I sent it to you because, obviously, I was your brother. But... I wanted to do a proper version. I was just sending that to Ray as this is what it's going to be. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody who's commented on it. And I know, because I was coughing in the middle of the fucking... I was going, <clears throat> in the middle of... It sounded like James Brown. You are in the middle of the fucking chest infection, like. <laughs> I know, yeah. But like, listen, come here. Thanks for all the lovely comments and all that. And we are going to do a video and we are going to do a proper version of it. And there will also be an acoustic version. An acoustic oh, version. Yes. And a live version. And studio oh, version. Sure, no, come here. <laughs> like a man. It's good enough for John Gann. It's good enough for us, isn't it? <laughs> That's it, yeah. Anyway, Raymond, let's move on to uh, this week's Random Pony. Start off with the shite we normally talk about. Here we go. Woman gets neighbour's car towed after she wouldn't stop parking in her driveway. <laughs> That's fair. Absolutely, That's fair, yeah. straight away. I mean, it, you know, it, you see this sort of thing on Facebook a lot, you know, where you see these things... And always seems to be in England as well, and it's like, you know, my my neighbour parks in my driveway, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, there's nothing you can do about like it. Something you can do about it. Fucking nine iron through the front window. <laughs> <laughs> just wear the bad cloud and a pair of gloves. That's it, like drive in your driveway. No, yeah, that's just wrong, there, lad. That's it's just you know what I mean. It's just pure ignorant. You know what I mean? Now, don't have that problem out where I am now. No. Do you know what I mean? Two, two, uh, two horses turned up there. Yeah, in that little paddock there, and the clues to noise of them. There was like, there was like a horse standoff today. There was lads outside the gate, yeah. and then the horse that's in this paddock, and they were like, "Brother, like, listen, you're up the fuck. Fuck's sake, me there trying to do a bit of work. Oh, you're a real country boy now, Raymond. Fuck's sake, ah, never. Are we moving on, right? Here's one for you now, Al. Mum, in, hang on. Now, this happened fucking last week as well. Oh, yes. Mum in the awe of monster six-inch crisps that the biggest she's ever seen before. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that for a minute. <laughs> monster six-inch. I was like, Jesus. Crisp, Raymond. Crisp. Not dirty. Six-inch crisp? Yeah. That's good size. I keep Into the pack of the walkers, Arlen. I keep that. Box, so you need it. <laughs> Six, I mean, that's like. That's like the palm of your hand. Like, it's a big one, isn't it? hand, like, fucking hell. We're getting two monster months stuck together, did we get that? No. Fucking Siamese, fucking monster months. Siamese monster 
<laughs> Henry Ray, this is this is weird. Right. Man angers mother in law after refusing to let her lick his ice cream. <laughs> What's she getting angry about? <laughs> <laughs> Every week you come on here with a mother-in-law know, and every yeah. week I'm just like arsehole. Weird, aren't they? Because he wouldn't let her lick his ice cream. Yeah. That's not a euphemism now, right? is it? No, That's no, 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 like literally. No, no, like cream. a 99er. <laughs> she's not really, like, I don't know what she's getting thick for. Like, she's lucky that she's yeah, not wearing the bleeding yeah, ice cream. I don't mean to <laughs> now. Here's one where you might have seen this but I've seen this last night. This is, I think this is absolutely brilliant. Right. Referee banned for life for using VAR review on fans' phone. This <laughs> <laughs> was this. It was in, oh, um, in Serbia. Serbia, yeah. But you know what? I think it's brilliant. He got it right. Yeah. It, it was the right decision in the end. How, how, they, how are they banning them for life? Because he, it's for not se- because I know. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. But I think it's brilliant, and I tell you, boys, brilliant because like you could use that down the green. You could use that up there in Market Green. You could yeah. use it up. You could if you wanted to. Jeez, that would get a tablet. That would have stopped a lot of rows down the swing park back in the day. Adam, don't even. And it still would have been rows all the same. It's a go. No, it's a go. Hey, it is a go. They'll hit the jacket. No, it's a penalty. Then. <laughs> well, anyway, his name was Stefan Lazovic, and he's got people have come out and supported the likes of the man you met to come out and yeah. Spot. And I think I think it's brilliant what he did. John Lazovic. Oh, fair play to him. Took a stand, you know. There is one for you, Ray. It's that time of the week again. You know where we're going with this, Ray. Well, Right. Get the get the girl high get the heels on. Get the high heels and the dress on. Anyway, you're the wife here. Right. You're upset as your husband bans a date night with you, but spends hundred and eighty pounds on a meal with a pal. Oh, the only thing I say now is it is it a mate that he hasn't seen in years, no. or just just like a general just mate, general like, like me and you yeah. going for dinner, like yeah, absolutely. No, he'd be told where to go. He's been you were going for dinner right after. That'd be strange. <laughs> <wouldn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Maybe it's one day, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, geez, that's bad form. I know it's bad form. Dickhead. Why don't that be killed? Oh yeah, that's it. The locks be changed. The home now and the door be the, the, <laughs> yeah, the fucking padlock true. on the door. Well, I'll leave the best for last, there, lad. Right. USA. This is coming from Oklahoma. Okay. You can probably tell where this is probably going to go. This is brilliant. Getting a touch of incest already here. The police captured this wolf, but it turned out to be a dog. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They thought it was a wild wolf. Right. And he captured it and brought it and, and brought it in and he said, Oh hang on now, it's somebody's dog the fucking collar on it. (laughs) 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 Now I had a look at I had a look at it, right? Yeah. And it did Big look dog. like a wolf. It did look like a wolf. Yeah. But it wasn't a wolf. But it wasn't a wolf. It was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It's just, people shouldn't be letting their dogs roam around the streets like that, you know? Well, that's oh, the end of that now, right? We move on to <laughs> Tops of Tord. Uh, I go for this week. That's okay, mate. I go, yeah. And the two things I watched this week, the movie I watched this week um, is called I Used to Be Famous and it's on Netflix and that came in from Brent Kiley. Thanks your selection, Brent. Um... Basically, this movie is about a washed-up pop star. He was in a boy band back 20 years ago. Yeah. And obviously, he's boy band, boy band for all the parts, you know. And one of, the, one of the main lads goes solo, has a great career, where his career is basically in the doldrums. Yeah. So, basically, he's going around so trying to get... He's, it's a film about Mikey Graham, is it? 
Right, go on. But um, anyways, going around the record companies with 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 demos, but the demos aren't even finished. Like, I don't yeah, know what you're doing you fucking age it. <laughs> already I'm moaning and giving out about yeah, it. But yeah. then um, he's just playing a fucking synthesizer in the middle of a square, and this fella comes along with two drumsticks and just sits behind him and starts playing. Yeah, and he's an artistic kid. Yeah, and um, but, but he sounds. I'm saying it just sounds sounds down deadly. Yeah, so they're trying to get a gig and all that, and then the mother doesn't obviously want. The young fella going and joining up and all that, and, and yeah, it's yeah. very, very good. It's um, they start the band and you go and do a gig and the gig goes well, but then at the end of it, the man gets him in a fight and then you, the mother takes him away, doesn't want Matt to do with him again, and it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say any more because I don't want to ruin the whole film for you all, but four out of five, Ray. Very mm-hmm. uplifting, very, 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 very good, very, very, very good. I was, I actually really, really liked it. Mm. Now, the next thing I watched, holy mother, I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> uh, this is a documentary on Netflix. It's a three-part, and it's... Jesus Christ. It's called Sins of Our Mother. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my... I tell you, basically, it's this woman. Her name is Laurie Fallow. Okay. Basically, she joins one of these cults okay. called The Temple. Right. And they, they think they're higher beings than all the rest. And basically, she ends up meeting this fella. She's married four times before this. And okay, then, yeah. <laughs> then she meets this fella who's in charge, and the stuff he's into is just bizarre. Yeah. Like he has ratings for all the people in their lives. You're a dark spirit, you're a light spirit. Uh, it's, do you know what? I'm sitting here, I don't even know how to describe this program. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing it's horrendous. It's. But it's gripping. Yeah. It's gripping. You're, you're, you're going, what's going to happen next? I see. I but see. It's it pop very up, sad. It pop up it's already. very, very sad. And it's. It just shows you how brainwashed people can get. Yeah. Yeah. But it's another 405. It's mm. very, very good. Yeah. It's full house this week, buddy. Full house? Yeah. Right. Well, I'll start you off with mine here. Um, this one came from you. <laughs> um, so. I'm you back, know where this is going, don't I'm, we? Back, I'm back to the... Uh, Good old Jimbo! That's it, a bit of, bit of Jimmy now. You don't tell me too much, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, well, right. Well, I won't tell you a lot, right? Um, but basically, the series, now it's on the BBC iPlayer, you'll get it on the dodgy box and all, I'm sure. Anyway... You can BBC um, One if you record it. BBC One if you record it or whatever, yeah. Um, no, I'll just watch it. Or just, yeah, whatever. But anyway, Bloodlands is called, and stars Jimmy Nesbitt as DCI Tom Brannock. Um, also stars Charlene McKenna as D.S. Neve McGovern. Good actress, that. Charlene Good actress, Charlene yeah. McKenna, yeah. Um, but basically, it's, as Jimmy Nesbitt seems to always do lately, it's a it's a cop show, um, and there's a bit of an old twist. You, you know? just join the PS9, wouldn't it? That's it, this stage, <laughs> yeah. But um, basically, <coughs> the show kind of starts off, um, you know, you find out, right, he's, he's with his daughter, and... Um, you know, he's with his daughter and then the next day gets a phone call and there's a car in Strangford Lock and the man inside his name is Pat and he's an IRA man and he's dead in the car, right? Um so there's basically a postcard has been stuck to the wing mirror of the car and it's a clue, right? So it's you know um, up in Belfast, the yeah. the Harlem the Wolf Cranes. Yeah. The Harlem Wolf Cranes. Yeah, yeah. So it's Goliath is the one that's in this postcard, right? Um, so it turns out 
that he basically he sees this and he says it you know straight away he knows that means something you know and blah blah blah, blah. so eventually comes out then that goliath is a an assassin who they tried to catch years and years ago and goliath killed you know he killed loyalists he killed republicans you know what i mean whatever he was just he was you know gun for hire basically so that's basically the premise of the whole thing and obviously you know the hunt is going to begin for goliath i've only watched the one there's only four episodes in the four series of it i see there's a yeah. second series of it but um, i'm talking three, about watching yeah. the second series but no no it's at the start from oh, man, the yeah, start yeah, yeah. um so yeah i have to say quite interesting and another one that I jimmy nesbitt's great. not not terrible in so i mean i'm not gonna go and say he's like oscar worthy or whatever um but yeah no decent i'd say solid three and a half and I, I, i'll go back and i'll watch i'll go uh, back and i'll watch good. the rest of it i thought it was great yeah so i'll give it the old the old ding a ling very good now right <laughs> <laughs> i've no one to blame but myself um for this one anyway um but the film that I watched on the dodgy box, I was looking for a good horror film, right? Um, and literally, you know, on the dodgy box, all you see is a picture and a little, little blurb, right? Um, so the film is called The Harbinger, right? Now, not to be confused with another film that came out at the same time, also called The Harbinger. It's, it's a completely different film, but The, the Harbinger, um, basically, it's the story of a husband and a wife and their child, right? Um, and the child, obviously, the harbinger of doom, you know? And I'll be honest with you, what it is, in a nutshell, right? It's like some lad watched The Omen and some lad watched The Ring and then, have you ever seen Orphan? No. No, right? It's like someone watched all three of them one evening and then tried to just mash them all into one film the following day do you know what like it's hard to describe how shit it was right <laughs> because right you've never heard of any of the actors a man who plays the kids that he also directed and I think he fucking wrote and all you know he looks like do you know um, what's your man called the Irish actor jet black hair he's now with a big long face on him um, he's always like a Bad lad, criminal. What the fuck's his name? What's he in? Oh, I can't think. Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines. Yeah. Looks a bit like him, right? <laughs> but that's about the only thing he's got going for him, to be honest. Um, but yeah, do you know what, lads? I'm not even going to go too far into. This. It basically starts off, you know, shit happens, and then they move to a new town, and like. Sounds dreadful, right? They, they, they move to a new town and straight away, you know, bad stuff starts starts happening. Like the little girl goes out to play in the playground, you know, around the new house, and like, oh, there's a load of kids. Oh, there's a frog, and she picks the frog up and just squashes it because she's psycho. Like, and it's just you know everything about it is terrible. The cinematography, the sound, the acting, it's all shite. And I'm giving it to zero. I'm giving it to zero. It's just. I sat there and I watched about 40 minutes of it and I was like, no, go on, I'll keep going. And I watched yeah, and frag, I, I genuinely, there's not a lot of things I regret in my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> but spending the time watching all that film the other night, was, I, I regret that immensely. So it's, 
an absolute fucking third burglar. It's the first ever zero out of five, and I've been waiting a long time for yeah, zero. Yeah, you were only saying it recently, weren't you? About the zero. The zero. It was. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was another level of awful. So don't watch it, lads. Don't if you're tempted. If you're thinking, if you like horror films, anything. This sounds reasonably okay. It's not. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that. Yeah, um, and yeah, lads. Coming up next, we have um, what would you say, local man doing good. We've Anthony yeah. Pine coming up next. RTE um, sports journalist. RTE sports journalist. Uh, Balscadden FC legend. General um, nice guy. And that's it. Just yeah. in general, nice guy. And uh, so we want to coming on for a chat with us now about obviously journalism life and. You know what I mean? Wild a few well wall saw stories, eh? So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy that. See you in a few. On tonight's episode, we have a fantastic guest, local man, Mr. Anthony Pine, RTE sports journalist and genuine nice guy. <laughs> Thanks very much, right? That's an interesting half. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks very much for taking a bit of time out of oh, pleasure, right? It's great to be here. Thanks to you, lads. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But um, basically, as we do when we have guests on, um, going to get straight into the nitty gritty here now. Yeah. Um, we start off with the quiz. Yeah. Um, bollocks! I don't have me. Ah, it doesn't matter. Ah, it doesn't matter. Right or wrong. Yeah. I haven't got me sound effects. Um, but yeah, so as I said, it's if you haven't heard it before. Rules are fairly simple. It's five questions for the guest, five questions for this week. It's Frag and yes, as you hopefully, hopefully we get a winner at the end of it. Rarely do. Hopefully we get a win. <laughs> <laughs> we rarely do. Um, but I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to go first or not? Or uh, oh, the guest always goes first, right? Guest go first. Yeah, yeah. like a penalty shoot. Oh, right. right. More pressure on the the second time. I know the guest always goes first. That's yeah, that's just the thing. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. It was to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, Andrew, I'll start you off. Question one. Right. Um, easy into this one. Say you, say you might get this. What year did the Balscadden Blues amalgamate with Clonard Celtic to form Balbriggan FC? 92? Incorrect. 93, was it? 1998. I actually thought, oh, right. actually thought it was a bit earlier myself. Yeah. 1998. Yeah, 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 I would have went around that. Because yeah. Clannard, I remember playing for Clannard. Well, actually, yeah, because actually, yeah, when I think about Asher, I'm still playing for Clannard yeah, then, yeah. actually. I, I didn't think about this much, but yeah, 1998. Um, Keith. Yes, Raymond. Balbriggan Long Johns get mentioned in several... Fucking shite again. <laughs> in several John Wayne films, right? Get mentioned. But what is John Wayne's real name? Wayne. <laughs> Marion. <laughs> well, I was not expecting it's, that. It's, uh, yeah, it's Marion Robert tough. Morrison is his full name. No, this, this is what you're up against. At least I'll give you clues at my ones. <laughs> no clues. No clues. Jesus <laughs> Right, we'll, now this is maybe we'll tap into our sports journalism a bit. I don't know, um, but the Balbriggan Flyer Harry Reynolds became cycling world champion in Copenhagen in what year? I'll give you. Was it eighteen ninety six, nineteen oh six, or nineteen sixteen? Nineteen oh six. 
It's not. 18, it's eighteen. Eighteen ninety six. There's a pack across the road. Jesus. I see it every day. Oh, there you go. There you go. I got that. Right, Frag. Question two. Half of Balbriggan has worked there, but when did Wavin open its doors? Was it nineteen forty two? 1952 or 1962? I think it was 1952, Raymond. <sighs> Incorrect. Well, it wasn't then, obviously. Wasn't <laughs> That's 1962. All right, okay. There you go. Um, so after two questions each, it is nil-nil, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> right, Anto. We both went to the tech. Right. Can you name the housing estate directly outside the back gate of the tech? I'll give you a clue. It's in your name. Uh, Pine Ridge, is it? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. you gave me a big clue there. Yeah, a big clue. <laughs> yeah. Right, I, I, I'll have to give you a clue at some stage. And now, right? You lived there. You lived there. <laughs> right, Frag. Losing my sobriety. Yes. Was shared by Ray J FM last night. Yes. On Facebook, as we know. Mm-hmm. But in 2021... They had they did a big seagull prank. You probably have seen it. But which shop in Balbriggan did they steal crisps from? Was it Lana's? No. Go on, I'll give you a bit. It's further, it's up our end of the town. Super Valley. Oh, incorrect. Spar. It was McLaughlin's garage. Oh, remember right. the video? Did you see it in the seagull suit? No. No. Oh, not to show me that now. That's that's that's, no, it was actually quite funny. Um, right, Anto. In January of 2008, you, me, Hanno and Griff went to see Corn in the Ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> the most out of place man in the gig by a long shot, Anto Pine. And I don't think anyone enjoyed it more than you. Yeah. But night, right? can you name either of the support acts from that night? I, I actually should know this because I think somebody mentioned it to me. Maybe it was it was either Heno or, or Griff pretty recently. So I, only, I only said this to Heno. It was a few weeks ago. It came into my head out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, do you remember we went to that gig? He said, never went to see Corn. That's right. Like, That's like, right. We did. That's we his, did. Yeah, I was I, there. I was talking to him about it. I can't rave. So I, I, I wouldn't even... I can't even remember to be in support taxi, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Who got sick in the taxi that night? Was it Griff? I, I listen. I think it was, I think the it was Griff. The whole night was a hate for me. You could have had the, the big hitters here. Death Stars. Never heard of them before the gig. Haven't heard no. of them since. And a band called Flyleaf, who Heno briefly loved. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had a female singer, so I think that was what that was all about. <laughs> there you go. Um, what question do you have right, now? Right, question four. Oh, I need to get something. I need Man. to get something here. How many takeaways are currently in operation in Balbriggan? It's a shocking number. It's a shocking number. You have to give me some options here, right? Right. More than 15. Right, let me see. Where do we start? <laughs> now, is it included in the Ludry? No, no, just Balbriggan. Just Balbriggan. What about Castle Mill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still in Balbriggan. All right, well, there's that, so, that Japanese one up there. <laughs> right, just, the, just go by square foot here, Frank. <laughs> there's, the one down, there's the one down where Rome used to be, yeah. whatever that is now. 
There's the Pizza Hut. Yeah. There's the one something. There's another pizza place down from that. Yeah. That's many that far. Far. Right. Then we go down. Then we've got Libros, which yeah. is Barza. Yeah. Then you've Libros, Pizzeria. Well, that's the same place now. Yeah, Warwick. Well, right. You've Kebabish beside that. Yeah. So that's what. Five, six. six, China Garden, seven. Yeah. Uh, McCarty's BA. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wu, Noodle Box, that's 10. Is that correct? Yeah. Daly Burger. Yeah. Hanlin. Yeah. Uh, the Indian down where the post office is. The Indian, I don't know what they did. Yeah, what's the yeah. one side where we did? Where it did. <laughs> what's that place called again? Where each gotta, used to be. You're going to have to push you for a fucking answer here. <laughs> many of that, many of that there, many of that. I don't know, you ran about 15 there. Um, and then there was the Golden Mock. Yeah. Um, what's the other place? The text, not the chicken place. <laughs> Benny's. Benny's, yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, close. Yeah, close. Do you know how many there is? Uh, Couldn't get over this when I looked at it. Twenty-one. <laughs> There's twenty-one fucking chippers in Belbrigan. Wow. Unreal. Well, we're going to one of them after this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm so right, so after four questions, where if we've answered one, one, frag nil. Yeah. Um, right, and then I read an interesting thing today um, about your dad's retirement online. Fingal Independent did a little write-up. Um, so obviously he's retired now. But what year did your dad start working in on post? Uh, oh, jeez. All right. I think he did 38 years, I think. Uh, I, I'll say... Uh, That's right, 78. Oh, 77. Oh, oh. <laughs> so close, so close. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, I always assumed your dad was a postman around Balbriggan. And then I was like, oh, you didn't yeah, look. I was in Luskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Luskin. I was like, oh. I sadly missed. <laughs> sadly missed an air office, 100%. Nice. Give it now. This is, this is a big one for our right? Question five, to tie it up. I hope you get it wrong because I haven't got a tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll even set up a draw. Right, Balbriggan woman Leslie Roy has represented Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. But how many times have Ireland won it? Seven. Jesus, didn't even, didn't didn't even flinch. Even, didn't even flinch. Yeah. Seven, correct. Hey, correct. Yeah, <laughs> now, 1 1. That's we've a draw. Well done, Frank. <laughs> I, I can be all set for the draw. I've never won it. I don't have a tiebreaker, so I, I didn't. Th- I didn't think I'd need one, to be honest. But Melly Burley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, does have you a draw, so I'm that's it. Draw. Okay, we take it. But um, yeah, Anton, look again. Thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Anton. Having an old chat with us. So um, I suppose we get into the the whole journalism thing. I suppose where back to the start. Where did the kind of interest you know come from was it something that you've always kind of wanted to do or yeah look look, you know what it's like right you get to 18 17 18 and you have to fill out CAO forms and you're talking to guidance counsellors and and you don't nobody knows no you really don't know and the only thing that meant me that way was that I was strong I liked English I was good at English that was like one of my better subjects yeah because I was, you know, I was an okay student, but I wasn't brilliant, you know, I wasn't great at everything or anything, but I, I, I was like English. 
Yeah. And so I kind of thought, makes sense to, to go down that road in some way. So that's what happened. I, I applied for journal. I actually tried to get into DCU and didn't get the points. So I did a PLC course in Rat Mines for two years. And then after that, at the, at the end of that, I, again, I didn't know what to do with myself because <laughs> a, a lot of it is kind of having the neck to get your toe on the door and to, to put yourself out there and, and to, to pick up the phone. And, and they, they were things that I, I wasn't good at because I was very, I was just too shy, you know, yeah, very yeah. quiet and shy. So, um, what happened was at the end of that, our good friend, Anthony Hennessy was in a sort of similar boat to me. He'd done a course. I think, I think he was in college to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he did physical education and, uh, I, I just saw him, I just bumped into him, I think one day and on the street in Barbrigan and, he just mentioned that he was thinking of going to England to Wolverhampton to, to continue to study, to, you know, to get a degree. They, they linked up with those, yeah, those courses yeah. were in sync. So, yeah. so I said, all right, well, that's, that sounds like something to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, that's kind of how it went. I and mean, we went together, we went to Wolverhampton, as you know, you lads yeah. were over at least a couple <laughs> of times probably to visit and, uh, and had great times over there. And I, once I got that again, like, look, a, a lot of it is just, a little lucky break here because it's not an easy thing to, to kind of stay in and to, to yeah. make it any kind of living out it really isn't like this it's there's not huge money in it like there's a limited amount of jobs Ireland is, is a small country and then obviously sport is smaller again yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just a little look I, I got a freelance work in um independent newspapers not long after i came back from england literally yeah. a day a week or a couple of days a month and i ended up staying there for seven years like getting in full time and yeah, then yeah. Uh, was laid off and then it was a year later that like, the same thing happened with RTE just just a day here and there got in uh, on some freelance work and I've been there for seven years as well yeah. and, and eventually got in there on a permanent basis so um, that that's really how it, plan, it panned out you know bit of, bit of an interest to start and sort of realised that I kind of had a strength in writing and interest in, in writing and, and yeah. reading yeah and then after that, just 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 a bit more, just just to get your toe into yeah. places, you know. But it was it was always sports that you. Yeah, it was. The focus it, was, it, really, it was now it? I have done a bit of news here and there, but generally sport. Yeah, again, like just you know, you're inclined to just eventually settle into the thing that interests you most because it's like anything. Like if 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 you're interested in something, it just makes it so much easier to invest yourself in of course, it. Yeah. Whatever whatever yeah. it is, you know. So when you're reading and, and writing, whatever, whatever you're, you're doing, reporting, like, I mean, obviously it helps that you really like you know, what you're doing and you're genuinely interested in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have leaned towards sport, you know, from the start pretty much. Yeah. So would you go to a lot of games, Anto, or to, to watch it? I would, yeah. You know? I would get out occasionally. I mean, I would, I've covered the, the men's Ireland team a fair bit. It's not just football. It, we would, you know, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades in, yeah. in working for the RT website is what I do. Yeah. yeah. So we would have done a bit of rugby and a bit, a bit of most things really, but the last couple of years I've settled into football. So I'd, I'd have done a bit of the Ireland men's team, done a lot of the Ireland women's team. Yeah, seen like that. Covered them. I was in Sweden last April and, and we'll be going to the playoff. They have a World Cup playoff in next month. Yeah. That'll be in Austria and Scotland. That was a fabulous performance by the girls. Yeah, it was. It was a big win. You know, that's, that's something that is kind of growing all the time, you know women's game is getting more popular and if they can make a World Cup that would be great you know? so it's two playoff games you'd have to potentially play to qualify is that correct it's a complicated thing so like they, they, 
might only have to play one, but they, they potentially could have to go to a, a little mini tournament in New Zealand next year. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a fairly kind of ridiculous. That was a, I, was, I was actually looking at that myself, and like I said, all these permutations, and are kind of like, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's you kind of like yeah. either win or you Crazy. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Or it's, it's, the, it's total. Yeah. But then, then I suppose, you know, with that sort of thing, I mean, obviously with the kind of explosion in the women's game and interest in it, I mean, is that something that's kind of designed to ensure that the more well-known players and the sort of bigger nations are there? As in the way they're sort of, you know, I suppose like the Ireland women's team, you know, wouldn't be up there with you know the Englands or the you know the USA or Brazil or whatever. So I mean, is it a case of you know are they trying to ensure that I, I these are the players that are going to be there? Because yeah, I, I, see, I don't know. Like the men's the men's season is the same. Like it's, they're always waiting towards the bigger nations anyway. Yeah. Like the stronger nations will get stronger. Like I, I I'm not sure. I, to be honest with you, I, it just seems a little bit half baked the way they've done it. I'm sure they'll change it the next time. Because, yeah, you know. A few people giving out about it. So. Yeah, that's you know yourself. Either win or you don't. You get to the end of the campaign, you win a playoff. You think that should be it, but that should it, be it, it. Might not be it. We, we, we'll have to wait and see. But hopefully, yeah. be, be, be well, you wouldn't for, know. Yeah, you wouldn't know what way FIFA or UEFA are going to come up with. They seem to come up with all these strange ideas all the time. They're, even with the Champions League and the Europa League now, yeah. if the second team finishes second, they have to play the third team in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bonkers stuff, isn't it? Really, like, it doesn't really. There is that kind of conspiracy theorist in me. Nearly that you look no, at these well, things well, and you just sort of think, well, the game, ah, the game is like general. I mean, the men's game is led by money. You know, yeah, all yeah. the big decisions are led by money. I mean, they're looking at the Super Cup, which is just like a, a European charity shield game. Yeah. Or that, that that now looks like it could be expanded to have like the Conference League winners plus the Europa League plus the Champions League plus potentially a team from. America, yeah, the major league soccer. So it's all like it's more games, it's more and, uh, money. Like that's that's, that's what leads all these big yeah. decisions. You know? Absolutely, that's just the way it is. Like. We're talking about Irish football, and so like I don't know, there's something that we're going to talk about. Like, where do you think their current team is? I think we're going the right direction. Uh, I I I do I do. Um, look, it's 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 a funny. His Stephen Kenny's reign is is strange. Like the the last couple of years have been unusual in that he splits people he, he seems to split people yeah. down and, and the reason is because the results haven't been great you know there's been yeah. to, to say the least they, they have actually been pretty poor but I think the reason people are really passionately behind him is because they can they recognise that he's trying to do something that's that's very difficult and, but that could potentially pay off in the long run and he is actually getting the team playing a better style of football yeah. uh, certainly compared to you know the last couple of managers O'Neill and Trap Tony uh, now in saying that he still has to he has to win games you know like the, the likes of Luxembourg yeah and then yeah. That, see and that, he, that, that, was, that was a big one f- for me just as yeah. a as a fan you know you look you know you look at it and you sort of say right I, I completely understand the project completely understand what he's doing but at the same time said home against Luxembourg that's it look at I mean they're like I'm not you know, there's a lot of people out there couldn't point out Luxembourg on a map. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never mind. You know what I mean? Never mind name the guy who scored against us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who, you know, I, 
I can't remember his name. I, is, is, he, is he a professional? Well, like, well the thing is, right, like, I, I can't actually remember his name off the top of my head, but the guy who scored Gerson. the goal... Gerson. That, that, that's, he, I need to remember that. But, but he was the only player on the pitch that was playing Champions League football. Playing for Dynamo Kiev. He was, he was, he was really? actually... So, I mean, you'd be surprised. These, these countries are... They are not as bad as you might think. They're getting yeah, better now. I'm not saying that like Ireland should be losing to them. They, they shouldn't, but it can happen. You know. Oh happen. yeah, yeah. Um, I think like it just came at a bad time for me. He was at a low ebb, but I think he sort of turned that around. And you have to like, you know, you look at the, the players that are at his disposal. Or long gone are the days where you're taking players from. Liverpool, Man United, yeah. even yeah. the likes of yeah. Aston Villa, you know, you're mm. an Aston Villa fan, like the big clubs in England. True. It's it's now predominantly championship yeah. uh, with maybe a couple of, of Premier League players. So, you know, that it is what it is. I still think they can be competitive and I, I still think they can uh, go close to at least getting into a playoff because yeah. there's some very good young mm. players coming along. But with international football, you do have to kind of get lucky. You know, yeah. like you, you can't buy players. You either have players or you don't. So he needs, like, say, an Evan Ferguson at Brighton as a young lad at Brighton. You, you need, you know, if he kicks on and becomes, you know, a quality striker, which he might, is not yeah. guarantee, but he, yeah. he looks really good. Uh, then, like, Nathan Collins is a very good young Premier League defender. There's there's some decent footballers, like the likes yeah. of like Benny and that have come through. So, you know, if the players come through in the next couple of years, you never know, like, what are they might do something, but... That, that, that is it, like, and you know, we've talked about this a million times, even just between that, say, here on the podcast, we know we're chatting about it, but you do see, obviously, you know, we are at that point now where it's a youth is the way forward, and, you know, as much as the granny rule has benefited us massively, it sort of spits in the face of kind of the underage setup. Yeah. It's kind of like... You know, you sort of look at it. Where's the incentive for lads to to come and get involved in camps and stuff like that? When if I do, I mean, who was the last one at the time? I know he's played a couple of times. So I said, man, um, he was played for United. Will Keane, yeah, um, it's him. Do you know? And he's, you know, like you. He never at, wanted he, to play for us. A, he never wanted all. to play for us. But you, you look at yeah, Obafemi and lads like that. Lads who who do want to play for us. Even, you know, Aaron Connolly, like I said, Evan Ferguson, it's like, you know, why are we bending over backwards for this lad who doesn't actually want to play for us? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, bringing him in and, you know. Aaron's you? back in the 21s now yeah. as well. I've seen that, I've seen that, yeah. So. No, no, it's, 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 a, it's a good point, right? I mean, that, that is another thing that you'd have to give Stephen Kenny credit for because he's, he's elevated, like there's a connection between the under 21s and the seniors that wasn't yeah. there before no, and, and of course like he was the under 21's manager so he does have a respect they're connected Jim Crawford is the current under 21's manager he's a, he's a good guy and he's, and he's a smart manager and within the Ireland team now like, like I think Bene Troy Parrott Bazunu um, Kelleher Kelleher uh, the, the Norwich centre half um, Alabama Delhi. Oh, well, I'm deadly. Yeah. Like, yeah. These, these could all play for this right. under-21s team. It's Aaron really Connolly has dropped down. Paracourt as well. So, so this is a young, a young Ireland senior team. Like, and there's a, there's a clear pathway there. That wasn't yeah. there before. And I think as well, he, he has a, obviously came from the League of Ireland and he would really recognise and respect the League of Ireland, which, again, past managers didn't do. You know, they didn't really acknowledge the league. And it's, and it's a league with a lot of good young players. Like, it's yeah. proven, if you look at the Ireland team, a lot of the players have come 
from the Premier Division. It's an underrated league because probably because the grounds don't look, you know, the grounds are bad generally. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is perception. You're looking at bad, you know, maybe run-down grounds and you don't appreciate that. Actually, yeah. it's a pretty good start. Like, I, I would say it compares favourably to Scotland if you take out Scotland, and, sorry, Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of, you know, if you took the best of the League of Ireland, I think yeah. they would do okay in, in the Scottish, like Shamrock Rovers. And you, but that's amazing. And, you, ha, you like, we've seen lads go over to Scotland, you know, coming from Ireland, yeah. going over... Um, Dean Scales, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Dean Scales, yeah. 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 Um, Tierney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even go back a couple of years, you know. Well, not a couple of years ago, a good few years ago. Like you know, like Trevor Malloy went over. Um, who else? Who's man shaved head. And anyway, yeah. But I mean, you know, we did, like you've seen them as I said. You know, the people like they have Willow been over there. Willow Flood, mm. Jesus, there's yeah. a blast from the past there. It wasn't a bad player. It wasn't a bad player. I think the last couple of games, and I think. We've stum- I think we've stumbled on a formation that suits the team. I think if we're, with, the three la- with the three lads, I think we played with Jason Knight and Malombi and Cullen. I think the energy... I remember Malombi winning an tackle after 10 minutes and it just set the tone for the whole game. I yeah. think if we set that kind of tone with the likes of Aubafemi and Benny, then we, 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 you know, just, we can make things happen. You know what I mean? You do, we kind of... Kind of like, like you were saying, I suppose the difference in the way we play... like. I, it's probably the most, to think of the right word, maybe most athletic Ireland team I've, I've probably ever seen. You know, yeah. we all grew up with Jack Charlton's, you know, yeah. kick and run. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Which, to be fair, I mean, ten years look, you got out with that. Really. That's what I mean, I know what I mean, but like, I look at that though, and I still say it's like international football. You you said it yourself. I mean, look, it it is a game of results. It's not. It's different. You can't pick and choose your player well you can't to an extent but you know you, you can't pick and choose your players you can't you, you know you can't pick and choose when you have them and stuff like that so I, I'm still I'll be honest I, I'm still a bit of an L proponent for the L lump it up to the big lad up front but <laughs> well look I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's fair enough like when you lose bad games like, he has had bad losses and he has made mistakes you know yeah. he's definitely been naive he was too naive at the start the, the, the shape was way too open and they were getting punished it, as Frank says there it has taken him time he has kind of stumbled upon a way playing now that seems to suit them better and you know he's learning as well you know he's a step up to international football mm. he's he's in, another thing you need in international football is luck because the windows yeah. are so small. He, yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't had luck. You know, we, we came through COVID where he was losing players. If you remember in the playoff uh, semi final, do you remember he lost Aaron Bar- Slovakia in that game as well? Slovakia, like he, he has lost uh, Damien Duff, was his, his assistant. He lost him. Then he lost Anthony Barry, who was really excellent. Like, he and Mark Venus as well. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, losing key personnel along the way. So, He's not totally blameless. I'm not saying that. He absolutely has made mistakes. And, you know, some of the defeats and a couple of the performances were just, just not good. But I, I just think you, you can see that Ireland are getting better. Like, they're definitely yeah. moving in oh, the right yeah. direction. So, and the only, the, the only other thing I'd say as well, Ray, is like when the last time he was under pressure, like if he loses the next two games to Scotland and then Armenia, he'll be under pressure again. That's, yeah. That is just yeah. the, the name of the game. So just have a look when the short list of names to replace him comes out and, and you're looking at probably Sam Allardyce Neil Lennon Chris Hewitt. Like I think that in itself should probably well to me anyway yeah. that would tell me that actually 
what else is out there for Ireland? You know, why why not like just just give him give him another campaign? Yeah, anyway. I think yeah. so. 100%. I think he's shown enough to earn that, and, and he is getting that. Like he got a contract extension, so he is going to get that unless yeah. things go really really pear shaped. You know, Let's which hope not. with Irish football well, can't happen. More often than not. A bit well, more optimistic though than I have been over the last few years. And that's been it's not like you. Oh. No, that's not like you at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I suppose moving away, well, maybe we're not moving away from football. Um, but I suppose in your time now, as I said, you know, seven years now with RTE, um, seven years with the Irish Independent, what has probably been your favourite? I mean, is there any sort of you know piece that you've written or something that you've been to and reported on that is just like your number one sort of moment so far? <laughs> uh, well, like I haven't been on my travels really in terms of like going to events or tournaments. I haven't got to do that. I hope to do that, yeah. you know, eventually. It was, like, in April, the, the game in Sweden for the women's game, was, was, that was great because Sweden are one of the best teams in the world and Ireland drew one all. And yeah. it's, it is nice being around that because that... It, that feels like it's a growing thing. Like they're getting better. The, the players are accessible and, and and they're really good with the support and stuff. So there's a good camaraderie around all that. Uh, I actually did. I wrote a piece, actually pretty much it's all about Barbrigan really. For it was it was around um, Italian ninety, so it was an anniversary of yeah. Italian ninety, and it was a piece about we had to be asked to kind of do these personal pieces, which yeah. you would never do. Like mm-hmm. you never really get to do something like that. And I wrote piece around watching Italian 90 in, in, the, in the house and yeah. the celebrations in Barbrigan which are all up on YouTube anybody who wants to check them out <laughs> yeah, no, all there in their, in their full glory and I, I liked I enjoyed that I, I did like doing that it was a nice thing to kind of get published and yeah yeah that, I, mean, said, I suppose yeah I mean I suppose like you said you know a, a personal sort of story as opposed to I mean your job is obviously re- to report yeah. the facts in there, you know what I mean? So yeah. to actually be able to, like you said, you loved English in schools, so to be able to probably uh, like, yeah. just sort of bring in a bit of that, like, you know. You can't um, have to write a yeah. short story or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How was your summer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the way you went to college in, in uh, Walsall, right? Why was it called the uh, College of Wolverhampton and it was in Walsall? The University of Wolverhampton. Yeah, it was, yeah. well, it was, so it was the University of Wolverhampton, uh, but like there was, they were had a base in Walsall where some of the lectures were in Walsall, which was, as you probably remember, about 20 minutes shuttle bus away. Yeah. I, I wasn't supposed to stay in Walsall. My classes were in the city of Wolverhampton. I used to get the bus in. <laughs> but um, Heno got to Wolverhampton probably about 12 hours before me and he just, he just rang rang my mother actually and just said uh, I'm out of here I can't stay <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was a little bit too bit too rough around the edge so uh, we got switched or we looked into getting switched to Walsall which was just a nicer campus it was safer and it was a little kind of bubble as you know, yeah, so, and, yeah. and so uh, that's that's how I, I, he was supposed to be in Walsall because his classes were there I, I wasn't but um we got. We made sure we were staying together. My mother pulled the strings and, and made sure we were staying together. Do you remember so. the day me and Brannigan rocked up to the campus? No, I do well remember. <laughs> and you were out to be here for how long? No, it's enough. Not long. Not long. <laughs> I called him a certain name. He's back on it before you That's it. Folded like an accordion. Like Jesus Christ. No, it was great. I mean, you know, look, it was not the prettiest, not the prettiest town in the world, but we had we had a great time. Like, 
know. That's else he'll never forget rocking over there, to be honest. That morning, him and Marto come over the day before us, and then when we rocked up to that hotel. Oh, the Royal Hotel? Yeah, the, the Royal Hotel. Frag walks up, confident as you like, to, you know, to the reception. Yeah. Of a booking made for uh, Keith O'Neill, for whatever it was, six yeah. people or whatever. Booking made for Keith O'Neill. Nah, you don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out it was a hotel about a mile down the oh. road that he had booked, and he just he ended up. We were lucky that we were like, oh, fuck's sake, this is like typical frag now. And uh, well, yeah, just, they, were lucky that they, they were lucky that they, they had like three rooms. They were like, well, we can fit you in anyway. We're like, there wasn't oh, many people staying there, yeah, like, I don't think. Well, there wasn't. Then there's your poor Busy. Remember, Busy was in a room by himself. Oh, <laughs> he was like, he was like up on the top floor by himself. Do you he remember said, the lift? He said doors kept opening, and yeah. there was like, there was a TV on in the room with a door open, but there was no one in there. And he was like, I'm up here by myself, like, and all the lads are downstairs, and what the fuck? So he was like coming down, knocking the doors. Like, I mind if I just like hang around here for a while? Because <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is going on up here? I uh, thought it was having a heart attack as well, remember? Oh, See, the thing about it was like... I, the heart I, attack. I, I don't know if it's a bit of a... I don't want to sound old talking like this, but it was kind of like a bit of a different era, just in terms of how cheap it was. Oh, like, yeah. It was, it was oh, very, yeah. very cheap. Like, we, you know, you could live on, on very little and obviously drink and students' promotions and we had a great social life and we had the likes of yourselves coming over to visit us and it was kind of, again... I don't even like saying this. Like, I sound like a granddad, but like <laughs> it was pre-smartphones and Facebook and all that. So you, you yeah. know, it was just it was just a little bit old the, school. The whole because I mean, if say if social media if social media was like you know what I mean in full flow back then, you when you were wearing was it the was it an England jersey? I wear it. What? I didn't wear it. You didn't wear I it. I didn't wear it. Oh, I was going to put it, but I didn't. I it out and no, I didn't wear an England jersey. Long let you all know. Well, whatever. You were swapping. You were all best pals. With I remember. Them anyway. Remember the rugby. I remember playing England in the rugby, and your man yeah. drove up and I said, "Handball." <laughs> he thought I was serious. <laughs> but uh, Hannah was that. Hannah was on to me earlier, and he said, uh, "Didn't say much. Just said to ask you about your time." Over in Walsall, living with a fella called Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, what was that like? <laughs> uh, well, we he, won't, we won't he, name his full name. Uh, yeah. his, well, I don't know his full name. Yeah, no, it was... It was uh, <laughs> well, you move into a house with a lad you don't know, it's a road dice. It, it was a sort of shared accommodation with me and another guy, Timbo. Who was, who was oh, met, Timbo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can you miss a fella? Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Uh, still in touch with him. And... Not Terry, Timbo. <laughs> uh, no, nah, listen, it was, it, I, I don't even know where to start with that. It, it just it didn't work out, let's just say that. It was, uh, they, were on, they were on different wavelengths. I don't know what wavelength he was in. Different frequency, I think. He was chilling into He was absolutely crazy. It was mad. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had to move out of place. <laughs> but um, as well, actually, the, the Heno was on as well. And he said, I suppose, just to mention, he said, you know, obviously, <clears throat> a bit of talent for the journalism, and I was just wanted it flagged your talent for falling asleep the second you get into a taxi. He said, he just, he just wanted to mention that it's incredible that you can do it, just no matter what the circumstances, as soon as the back door of a taxi closes. Yeah, oh, this one has cost me a few quid over the years, right? Falling asleep on buses, the old waking up and draw the job. Oh, it happens to the best of us. The, 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 worst, the, the worst hour I did, I ended up in Dundalk 
<laughs> last train that that me and it wasn't even the last train the last train only went as far as Drogheda but it goes to them dock down the park for the morning or whatever <laughs> so like so nobody at any point like obviously checked that train for the drunk lad asleep like you know so that was I woke up I was like oh fuck I'm in Drogheda and I know what Drogheda train station looks like so I was wandering around I was like this isn't Drogheda I was like where the fuck am I and uh, some lad there was like yeah what for he's like you're in, you're in Dundalk I was like what I was like, oh, fuck. It was like fucking 75 quid in a taxi home. And oh, no Lesson way, learned. I said, sticking at if, 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 if I've had a few beers, like, alarms get set now when I get in the train and stuff. It's like, fuck that. Yeah, electric shock treatment. <laughs> Once you come to that rotary. Oh, it's fucking terrible. What about your time like, playing football scouting, Anthony? You must play football scouting for many years. Yeah. I would have played against you years ago. Yeah, yeah. Some good tussles we had. Yeah, yeah. You were playing uh, with Hyde. It's a goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, well. I'd actually a flashback today. Sorry to cut across. It's just um, a game against Balscadden. I think the whole time I played for Clarence Celtic, I think we only ever played against you once. I think it might have been in like... Um, I would have been the Brentford League back then. There was like a cup game or something like that. But remember, the only time in my life I ever got knocked out, <laughs> and I seen him the other day, and I forgot. And it's only it's, it's taken like it's taken a week basically to this to come back around to me. But it was Colin Mooney. Ah, Colin, yeah. <laughs> took <laughs> Colin Mooney took a shot from about uh, probably only ten yards, but I was on the line. Um, I think it was Steve O'McNamara was our goalkeeper. And he was on the ground. So I stood up. I was like, fuck. And he absolutely clattered. I can, st- I can still see this clearly in my mind. Like this just absolute rasp or left foot, right? From about 10 yards, right into my face. And I just fell into the back of the goal. And I was like, the ball didn't go in now, which was, you know, great and all. Not did you do that. that was down. But I, that was two or three days I was still kind of like Jesus Christ what was that huh? yeah. I, was, I remember my old lad coming running over he was like hey you're right yeah. I was like yeah I'm grand yeah not a boy I couldn't even stand up like probably <laughs> <laughs> had a concussion that was good to have like do you know yeah, what I mean but that was it and I said one day I said, I said I seen the moon lad there the other day and I said it was just when we were when I was thinking about all this today I was like oh fuck yeah bastard yeah. and <laughs> he's still playing for Bob Scott and he's still going Colin he's still going great player yeah machine yeah. Serious left foot. Yeah. yeah. Serious yeah. But um so recently enough, um obviously Balscadden had a bit of success as well. So Yeah, we've we've done well. Like we're um as Fraggan says, I played at Balscadden. Actually what happened there was I think when this my our lad would have kinda of got that going with a few others, Colin Mooney's dad and Joe yeah. Lynch and a few other lads to, to get a junior Balscadden team playing around the early nineties. Yeah. So we, we, we played out there growing up and played for Glebe for, for a bit and a little bit for Bob Brigan. But it was um, a couple of the lads got Bob Scadden's senior team going again in 2006. Uh, Sean, Kiernan, Kiernan, Sean, yeah, Ross and, and Paddy, Kiernan. And so I kind of came back from England and started playing. And we've, we've done well. We're still going. You know, it's 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 hard for anyone doing anything like this now. You know, it's it's a slog all the time. It's It's... It's, it's a grind because we are a fairly small operation. Yeah. But we've we've done well and we've got we've got good players. We've got a very good first team. Uh, we've got two senior teams and, and two good managers and just some really good lads you know involved that have, yeah. have kept the thing going. So it's great. Yeah, we the, the first team won the league last season and they've won a few things over the years and uh, 
yeah, as I said, like it's it's a good bunch of lads. It is um, so yeah, hopefully a bit more to come. Your dad was telling me that they were playing the match once, and Ned was on the sideline, and uh, what you call it? <laughs> the referee made a dis- uh, the referee made a decision or something, and Tony agreed with him, and he said to Ned after Tony said to Ned <laughs> after the game, he wouldn't let him drive come home in the car. <laughs> <laughs> was he agreeing with the decision of the ref? Yeah, Jesus Christ! That's yeah, serious, serious business. Remember, he'd be on the tr- he used to get banned off the sideline there, and he'd be up in the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, I used to go to all them games as a kid, but I was usually in the ditch, getting the ball out, buried <laughs> yeah, in the ditch, sent off to get it somewhere. So I, I can't remember watching much football, but yeah, they had good teams back then. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I was at the Poly Cup, the Poly Cup. I was at it. You know, were at it. Yeah, yeah, I was at. They got hammered in the end, but. <laughs> they, there was good teams around that time. They were a good and side at, at, at Toy Town. Yeah, I used to play Callum at Atty Town. Atty. Yeah, <laughs> as Gareth was saying to Ray there, I was I was actually went down to a Toy a few years ago. I was playing a gig with Aslan, and I actually went down a couple of weeks later. And I was in a pub having a few points, and I actually was talking to the captain <laughs> of the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was gas. It was, was gas, like the way it's, as they say, small world. Small it's very world. small world. But um, three finals he lost that year. Is that correct? I, I, that, the fourth I, team lost one as well. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I couldn't. Great players they had in that team, though. Did. Yes. <laughs> I don't disagree. I love the way he's just he's like he's trying to convince me. Like I know, I know. but uh, what's what's next? I suppose. I know what's. Uh, well, I mean, what's happening? What's on the play, agenda? Play on and and keep the head down and uh, you know do what I'm asked and hopefully a few more opportunities come up and we'll see. Like you know, it's great to to go and whatever it is, go and watch Ireland and, and cover the games or yeah, see football. It will be my. Main sport, my favourite. Make sport sure you put this in the finger and the, in the Irish Independent there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RTE, Jesus yeah. Christ. Tell all them, yeah. tell all them, see what's the RTE. <laughs> Prague and Ray want to do America. Yeah. Now, what, what was that route you wanted to do? America. Now, what was that route? Remember that route you were saying to me in America that we should do? Oh, uh, the inter, Interstate 10 through yeah. all Alabama. And I want to go to the Shite Museum. <laughs> the two Johnnies can do it. Well, there you already have. You already have. But, um, no, look, I suppose we'll wrap her up there. Um, and to look, again, as I said, Star, look, thanks very much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, you know, I've had a good chat with you. So. Yeah, no, pleasure. It's great to see you. Yeah, you too. Great to see you, pal. And listen, I'll, I'll get the chips, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll down Benny's for a, down a round Benny's. of singles. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Benny. Chip, Benny. chip or crawl, do a chip or crawl. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, that's green nice chips. Now. Green <laughs> chips, Benny's brutal. We do have actually the the, the first ever Bad Brigham Takeaway Awards. They are coming. They're oh, coming. yeah, yeah. Um, need we'll to, get on, to, need to get on to Tony Murphy about a trophy because what we want is something that's, you know, just ludicrously large for what it is. Um, <laughs> I thought so, you were going to say a chip. So I want to see what we're doing. And I'm talking about something, <laughs> like, something like Champions League trophy. Actually, <laughs> That's a good yeah. idea. Butter sausage. <laughs> 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 a couple of uh, onion rings for the handles, right? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Think outside the box. I think. I know. One of this who said, I said, I just have it in my head, just something monstrous. Have you ever been to the New Camp? Uh, I have, yeah. To see some of the trophies that they have in there. Yeah. Like those, they're like five and a half feet tall and stuff. Right, like, right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I want to see that 
if Franco McCarty wins it, I want a picture of me presenting Franco <laughs> McCarty with this. And I want it up behind the counter in the deli. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's, that's down the line. That's a few weeks away. But um, again, look, Anto. Thanks yeah, thanks, Anto. Yeah, cheers, lads. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, and lads, talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, lads and ladies.